What is going on, y'all? Welcome back to the City Boy Rock Podcast. This is episode 132. This week, uh, we're going to react to Wild Card Weekend and give you guys our predictions for the huge divisional round of the NFL playoffs. We are so excited. Two, four great matchups. Um, it's going to be a fun weekend. Here we go. What is going on, everybody? How y'all doing today? Hey, Shrey. Doing good, bro. How about you? Uh, we're actually in Mexico City right now. Um, very yeah, but I found myself there um, the other day, actually. Wild card games in um, in Mexico City, and let me say, a very good weekend, especially Monday night. I was, I'm not gonna lie, Monday night was uh, probably uh, the highlight of my week. Why? Um, You're a Chargers fan. Let, let's start off with Saturday night. Actually, let's start all the way back to that night. LA Chargers coming into um, Jacksonville. I said uh, last week on the show that if Mike Williams was Jaguars to win. But I did not expect them to win in that fashion that they did. Chargers up 27-0, man. I don't even know where to start with this, bro. Like, I, you know, a lot of the blame I will put on Brandon Staley and Joe Lombardi, who is now out of a job. He was fired as offensive coordinator. Um, just a pathetic, lethargic, conservative approach in the second half after being up 27-0. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, after throwing four interceptions, falls all the way back. And somehow wins the game. And a lot of people are saying this uh, this game was more about how the Chargers lost. I think we saw what Trevor can do. 7-0 against a pretty stout defense uh, against one of the best young quarterbacks in the league, Justin Herbert. And Trevor Lawrence is better future until Justin Herbert can prove himself in the playoffs. Uh, I can't really say much. And then for Justin Herbert, I'm a huge he, I don't even know where to – it was just so hard to break down what went wrong because he they had no turnovers at all. But I never felt like Justin put the nail in the coffin. You know what I'm saying? It always mm-hmm. felt like he was going for the safe passes. And, yes, he would convert those third downs. But when – they could have converted more touchdowns instead of those field goals. Who knows? But I think that's where – Chargers need to work on. Um, just not. I think Brandon Staley gets aggressive and way overly conservative. We just saw he was way overly. Conservative. He kicked three, which pretty much changed the entire complexion of the game, and the Chargers lost. But uh, yeah, congrats. Take on Patrick Mahomes in the divisional round. But, uh, yeah, the Chargers need to – they got to figure something. Yeah. Um, that game was crazy, bro. Um, it was halftime, and I was like, you know, Kenny and them were in D.C., and I was like, yo, maybe I could maybe I could make it there because this game's not worth watching. And then I had just, like, a little hope, you know. I was like, After that, nah, this, game, this game's not over. Yeah, exactly. That last drive gave me a little hope. I mean, like, two of the turnovers were kind of just fluky. One of them was tipped, and then there was a pass interference. 
And I was just like, it's possible. Like, we've seen the Chargers do Charger things. And you said it in the group chat. You were like, watch the Chargers blow this lead. So I had a little bit of hope. And the second half started. And the <clears throat> the Jaguars were just driving down the field with no resistance at all. Like, it's not like much changed. Um, receivers started getting open. Um, the Chargers started unraveling. Joey Bosa, I don't know what this man was doing. Like, you've got to be smarter than that. Game, bro. He sold the game. That two-point conversion that the Jaguars uh, went for was all because of him. Yeah. Like, you already slammed your helmet once, and you're really about to slam it twice after Staley goes to the ground and gets it for you. Like, just very stupid. Like, you can't. And then, obviously – we saw Staley just unfold right in front of the whole the whole audience. Like he the media got to him, plain and simple. Fourth and three. You really think he was not gonna go for it if it was last year? I think he definitely would have gone for it. But he's heard all the criticism and like okay, yeah, your kicker has made a bunch of kicks inside fifty yards. But you know, you gotta like he went away with he went away from who he really was, and I feel like a lot of people would have gone for it in that situation. I feel like if Dougie P was in that situation, he would have definitely gone for it and put the nail in the coffin. And Dicker missing the kick left the door open. And Trevor, I mean, he announced himself after a horrible first half. One of the worst, he was like four of 16 with four picks at one point, uh, finishing the game with five straight touchdown or scoring drives. Um, the fourth largest comeback in playoff history. He showed that he is a big time player. He still has never lost on Saturday. And um, I got to give it to that Jags defense, bro. Every time the Jags committed a turnover in the first half or it looked like, you know, this could be it. They made stops. Like they held the Chargers to field goals um, or forced them to punt. You know, they couldn't force turnover, but they did enough to keep the Jags in the game. And once they got rolling, it was over. And um, it's just ridiculous that um, Chargers haven't fired Staley yet. <laughs> I just, dude, I don't know. Sean Payton is immediately. But uh, I guess they don't want him. I don't They're know. They're cheap. Yeah, they are cheap. Sean Payton wants 25, 30 mil a year. I guess the Chargers are not willing to pay that. And they're going to be stuck in mediocrity for as long as Staley's there. So, see what happens. Um, but moving on now to the next game, we got to. The first game of wildcard weekend, the Seahawks and the 49ers. I'm not going to spend too much time on this, but big meat, birdie. He showed um, a lot of people had doubts. First rookie, you know, rookies uh, are certain record in their playoff starts. Bro, he stood out. And I th- quarterback controversy in San Francisco next year. I think Jimmy G is gone for sure. And then I think it's going to come down to Purdy, and um, it's going to come down to Purdy and Trey Lance. And I don't know what to do in that situation, but if Purdy somehow takes his team to the Super Bowl and somehow wins it, I think you're going to have to trade Lance and stick with Purdy because there's going to be a lot of tutors for Lance. Uh, he's a lot of potential, but Brock Purdy, I mean, he's that guy for real. Uh, three TDs in his first playoff deb- debut, for a shaky start, but once he got in. I mean, there was no stopping them then. Um, this 49ers team looks dangerous. They get the weapons fully healthy. 
Debo is, is back. Uh, CMC, playoff CMC is, looks dangerous. And they got a big matchup against Dallas this week. But, I mean, the 49ers just look awfully scary. Yeah, man. Uh, Purdy definitely looked nervous um, in the first half. Like, he was, he was missing, like, some pretty wide-open receivers. And I was – I thought – um, you know, that the, uh, the, the Niners, you know, they needed to get to the run game. They needed to, you know, get back to who they really were, but, um, they trusted Brock Purdy, man. He led a field goal drive, I believe at the end, um, <laughs> of the first half. And then obviously that stupid penalty that gave the, um, uh, Seahawks the lead at the end of the first half and the 49ers did not look back. They look like a well-oiled machine. Um, it, it's just so hard. They have so many weapons. And, like, with Purdy playing the way he is, like, team is really hard to stop. He is not. He did not look like a rookie in the second half. That's a division opponent, opponent who knows, like, your tendencies and stuff more than others. And this was their second time playing Purdy. And um, he showed out. He balled out. I think, what, he had – Four total touchdowns, 300-plus yards, like, in your playoff debut. That's really, really impressive. It's going to be interesting what they decide to do, regardless of the result um, for the Niners this season with Trey Lance and Brock Purdy, because the way he's been playing, unless he, like, stinks for the rest of the playoffs, I don't think you can put him on the bench. And Trey Lance is really not giving you any indication that you can start him. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. Um, but um, – the Niners, the defense, I mean, they started forcing turnovers in the second half. Osa was in the backfield. Like, they are just so talented, and um, I I think they're going to the Super Bowl, man. Sheesh. Uh, yeah, the Niners are probably the best-looking team right now. Uh, moving on to Sunday's games. Um, Wildcard game. Obviously, you're not going to spend too much time about it. The Miami Dolphins, led by Skyler Thompson, and Josh Allen versus the Buffalo and the Buffalo Bills. And uh, listen, Buffalo should have won this game 34-7, 34-14. Uh, Josh Allen got a little red. It was fine. They were up to what, 17-0? They were up 17-0 yeah, at that point. Yeah. And I think Miami comes back all the way. Either I don't even know. But um, this Bills team, I think uh, Josh Allen is a little too reckless for me to win a big game. If you're playing against Patrick Mahomes or Joe Burrow, which you will be playing against Joe Burrow this week, there's no way you can turn turn over the ball um, just like that. Two interceptions. If that was Mahomes or if that was or if that was um, Joe, Joe Burrow, that's 14 points right there. So um, if, I'm a, if I'm a Bills fan, I'll be a little worried. Josh Allen has been actually very reckless this, this season, but if we actually watch his highlights, this man or his stats this year, he's been pretty reckless. Kind of like how Mahomes makes, was last year. Yeah. And guess what happened to Mahomes? Lost in, lost in the championship game. Yeah. But, yeah, Josh Allen been a little reckless for my liking. Um, he needs to cut back on these turnovers because that could be the deciding factor in any game between the Chiefs or the or the Bengals. I yeah, mean, these three teams are so talented. He definitely kept the Dolphins in the game last week. Yeah. And um, 34-31, the Dolphins easily covered. I thought Buffalo was going to destroy them. Um, so props to Mike McDaniel for getting the team ready to play. Um, because listen, too. yeah, literally. Uh, so shout out to shout out to Mike McDaniel. Season's come to an end, but as for Buffalo, 
it's going to be a daunting task to go uh, first. I don't know if Cincinnati can win against Buffalo, but I mean, the way Josh Allen plays sometimes, he might be able to keep the Bills in the game or the Bengals in the game. So we'll see. Yeah, this was a, definitely an interesting game. I mean, it was a really good wild card weekend. Like, I think all the games were very entertaining. Um, but yeah, this one was definitely the weirdest out of them all. It felt like this game took like five hours. They had to delay the Vikings game because there were just so many in- incompletions, so many like changes of possession. Um, you know, the Dolphins were running the clock all the way down to the, running the play clock all the way down, getting so many delay of games and so many false starts. Just a weird game. And when the Bills were up 17 0, I was like, this is going to be a massacre. They look like they looked really good. Um, and Josh Allen was hitting digs and um, all that really changed when Josh Allen just decided to throw one up and it got picked off by uh, Xavier Howard. And then after that, um, just turned into a very back and forth, like the Bills could have lost at one point. And um, I felt like Mike McDaniel's got to give him credit for hanging in there uh, and getting his team to hang in there and come back down 17-0. And they had the lead at some at one point. Um, after that fumble, fumble six um, that Josh Allen had. Um, but, yeah, I think just one thing that I didn't like, they were third and, like, third and 19 or something inside their 10. And instead of handing off the ball, they threw a deep pass and it got picked off and gave the Bills uh, possession right, like, around, like, the third, Miami 30. That mm. pretty much ended the game. And the, uh, Miami ended up scoring – I mean, Buffalo ended up scoring, taking the lead. And after that, I mean, it's going to be really hard. The momentum just completely changed. And, uh, I mean, Skylar Thompson, he's not that good. Like, got to give him credit for fighting out there. I felt like he made some nice throws. Waddle had some drops. Tyreek had a drop. Um, so, yeah, like Miami, they have. I think they have a pretty bright future. They just fired their defensive coordinator. Um, but, yeah, they got a lot of talent. And hopefully Tua can come back and stay healthy because they looked really good with Tua. Um and, um, yeah, I think Mike McDaniel is a really good coach. He's a really smart offensive mind. Um, they're going to be good for years to come if they can stay healthy at that position. Yeah, that is going to be very, very uh, competitive for the next few. Mm-hmm. Now, moving on to the game, the upset that a lot of people predicted, and it came true. Ryan Dayball takes the Giants into to take on the Vikings. And, um, I mean, it was just uh, – like everything that everybody expected to happen happened, bro. Except for Danny Dimes, I did not expect Danny Dimes to pop off the way he did. What was it like? Three hundred total yards, three touchdowns. Um, mm-hmm. He looked really good. I mean, he just looked so poised in the pocket, and this is the best game he's played, I would say, in his entire career. So, um, yeah, he showed up for Wild Card Weekend, and um, everybody came in there saying that their record is not a student of what. Of what they uh what they are, but I thought they would be good enough to beat the Vikings, or I thought they'd be good enough to at least beat the Giants at home. I knew they were going to go into the next round and just got absolutely smacked by San Francisco, but to not beat at home and Daniel Jones' first playoff um, career playoff game, uh, a very young Giants team with absolutely no receivers, um, or not not great receivers. You're going with the likes of Justin and. Um, Adam Thielen and KJ Osborne, I thought they would be good enough to win this game. Unfortunately, I was wrong. 
I got to give my credit to Daniel Jones, the entire Giants organization and their staff. I mean, it's very impressive. No matter what happens in Philadelphia mm-hmm. this season, it's going to go down as a success. And they're going to be looking. I mean, the future is very bright in New York. And now you might have something in Daniel Jones. Maybe you'll franchise tag him this year. Maybe you'll sign him. We don't know what's going to happen. But I think Daniel Jones is going to get one. I mean, we're seeing him play the best football of his career thus far. Um, and Brian Dable looks like, I mean, I'm scared to play Brian Dable's Giants every year now, too. Twice, twice two times. So, um, yeah, the Giants look good. And I think, I think they have a shot against the Eagles this week. A fighter's punch. I don't know. Yeah. Um, we saw the team when the Giants when the Eagles needed to win. The Giants still hung in there with their backup. So, I think it will come down to coaching. And Brian Dable is a better coach than Nick Sirianni, in my opinion. So who knows? Um, and then as for the Vikings, bro, Kirk Cousins on fourth and eight throwing a three yard dump off that explains the entire. Just no risk take. I don't even know. Kirk played a little, a little safe for me. Um. It's the playoffs, man. You gotta just you gotta just go out there, maybe have some Josh Allen. You maybe go a little reckless. You have Jetta. You have the best receiver. Exactly. Just throw it up to There's him. no excuse. There's no excuse for throwing that. Um. Yeah. Apparently, Kevin O'Connell said like, I don't want you to Jetta no matter what. Um, he said he had some pressure in his face or something, and really step into the throw and give Jefferson a good chance, but. In that situation, man, you gotta be. That has to be your first read. You gotta be locked in, because at least, like, you there's there was no chance that T.J. Hawkinson was getting that first down. The DB was pretty much blanketed all over him. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was the story of that has been his career. Just he's good, but he's not good enough to like you know single handedly win a game for you, especially with the with the way their defense. Um, and that is why I picked the Giants. I just did not think the Vikings would be able to stop them, even with the limited weapons. I think Isaiah Hodgins has been a revelation. He's been so good these past few weeks. Ever since the Washington game, um, he's he's become a, a quiet little star there in um, New York. Um, but, yeah, Saquon, like, they, they, the first two drives, man, that's when I knew, like, Vikings are not going to be able to stop this team. Um, they used Daniel Jones' legs a lot more than I thought. And he had, what, almost 80 yards. Um, mm-hmm. He was making some really, really nice throws. Like, some of the throws he was making, man, like, you got to give him credit. He's developed um, a lot this year under Brian Dable, and props to him, man. He's such a good coach. I think he's a top-five coach in the league. Coach of the year, for the sure. Way he's, I think he's walked in. Yeah. There's, like, the way he – coached up this Giants team and took them to the playoffs. Like, no, I don't think anyone thought, like, the, with the way they had, like, all these injuries at the beginning of the year, there was no Thibodeau. They didn't have a Dory Jackson for a long time. Um, Saquon was kind of gimpy halfway through the year and got healthy. Um, and obviously the development of Daniel Jones, so, so impressive. Got to give them so much props for finding their guy for, for years to come. He really paid his dues in the league and in college, and he definitely – earned this position and he's made the most of it. So all the credit to Brian Dable. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't know what the Vikings do moving forward here. Um, but yeah, like they have to address the defense. And I, that, I think that means firing their defensive coordinator. They definitely missed Zimmer on the defensive end this year. Um, 
but yeah, I, like pathetic, they were, bro. Yeah, they were pathetic. horrible, bro. They were so bad. Um, but yeah, um, the Giants they will put up a fight no matter who they go against. So it's gonna be interesting this week against the Eagles, another division battle. I love seeing these in the playoffs. Gonna be interesting. I think they're gonna keep it close. Um, it could go either way. I I, I don't know what could happen, man. It, the fact that Lane Johnson is playing makes it a little hard for me to pick the Giants, but I think they'll put up a really, really good fight. Mm, I agree. Um, and moving on, you just said you like division battles. We're going to go on to a division battle on the wild card weekend. The Baltimore Ravens taking on the Cincinnati Bengals of a rematch gate team um, in Cincinnati. And uh, I got to say, man, the Ravens, you know they're not going to come in there. They were the inferior team coming into, the, uh, coming into this game, but they did not look like it at all. Uh, they were balling out, man. Played one of his best games this season. Um, Joe Burrow played one of his worst games this season. This Baltimore defense, I mean, they are – ever since they got Roquan Smith, bro, they yeah. have been straps on straps. Um, they should have won this game, honestly. But it all comes down to one play in the NFL sometimes, and it was a QB sneak at the one-yard line. Huntley decides to go over the top instead of going um, in the pile, and he gets the ball knocked away. And it wasn't even close. Like, I thought at first he got in, but it wasn't even close at all. Mm -hmm. Not sniff the end zone. He was at the one and a half. He was at the one and a half yard line. He should not have been going for the pile. Yeah, I don't know what he was thinking. Um, Hubbard gets the ball, picks it up, scoops and scores. And I give my props to Mark Andrews, who balled out the whole entire game. And he ran the fastest he ever ran in his entire career, trying to chase him down. I thought I thought the Bengals got away with a block in the back right there. And that could have changed the game. Um, that could have changed the complexion of the game low-key. So, yeah, they missed the block in the back. They got a, they got a scoop and score, 99-yard touchdown. Um, and that was a 14-point swing right there and with 11 minutes, I believe, to go in the fourth quarter. But the Ravens kept fighting. And um, even when they punted the ball back to the Bengals, the Bengals just couldn't do anything with the ball. That Ravens defense had straps. And I think moving on, um, the Ravens, they need Lamar Jackson. They have to do – I would do anything in my power to keep this man – Mm-hmm. Um, on my roster, because if you can do this to Joe Burrow and the Bengals with Tyler Huntley, imagine what you can do with Lamar Jackson. You're probably gonna win that game. You have yeah. a very good shot of going to Buffalo, beating the Bills. Uh, I think Lamar. I think probably... they could win a Super Bowl, bro. They could have won the Super Bowl with the way yeah. the defense is playing. They could have won the Super Bowl. They could have won Lamar. the Super Bowl. They would have won this division if if Lamar was playing. Uh, so yeah, if I'm the Ravens, you literally have everything laid out for you. You just need the quarterback. And, like, uh, yeah, I'm bringing Lamar Jackson back. Greg Roman just got fired, so we'll see what the Ravens do moving forward. But um, they're probably going to be a more uh, pass-heavy team next season. Um, So we'll see if they get receiver talent in Baltimore. I know. I think hopefully they draft someone. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, Yeah, we will. Um, But, yeah, this was your classic AFC North division battle. Um, Very physical. Um, I thought the Ravens were going to pull it out, bro. After the way they played in the first half and got it to a 10-9 game, um, and it didn't look like the Bengals' offense was really getting into much of a rhythm. They had no run game. Um, and I think that's a huge concern going forward because their run game has been kind of non-existent um, the past few weeks. And the Ravens' defense, they balled out, man. I, they get, They put – and these Ravens in a position to win. They had it at the one and a half yard line. Apparently, the call was for him to, you know, 
um, just go low and drive it into the end zone. Um, but he went high. He tried to sneak attack. <laughs> Did not work out. He's not the biggest of dudes. Um, like Trevor Lawrence is six five. He can like I don't think even he could have re- reached over from the one and a half yard line. So it was a very unfortunate play that completely changed the game, obviously. Um, and you know the clock management at the end of the game was kind of ridiculous, bro. Um, mm-hmm. J.K. Dobbins catches the first uh, catches a pass to get a first down with like a minute three seconds remaining. And the Ravens, who have two timeouts, decide not to call a timeout. Um, Instead of running down the clock. And then they run the ball and they get called for a holding penalty. Like, what are you doing? Um, Um, And the holding penalty obviously sets them back there. They lose like 35 seconds. And they end up ending the game with the timeout on the board. Um, I like, yeah. Greg Roman, that I think that summed up Greg Roman's job as uh, Ravens OC. Um, you know, the offense without Lamar is very, very limited. But, um, yeah, but like that's, th- those are some errors you just can't make games of that magnitude. And, you know, um, got to give credit to the Bengals. Um, they've dealt with some injuries, in this, especially on defense the second half of the year. And, um, you know, they've, they've, they've pulled out some really good games, um, but losing another offensive lineman, I think that's going to hurt moving forward. They already are out. Um, with, they, they don't, I don't think they have Alex Kappa. He might be coming back this week, but he's definitely going to be limited. They lost a lot of cons. They lost Jonah Williams. So, uh, yeah, that is a cause for concern moving forward because Joe Burrow, uh, he was under some fire this week. Um, like he can't you can't as an offense you know get any big plays with your offensive line being that limited and I think that's that that will probably be their downfall moving forward this Bills game sheesh yeah uh, so the Bengals aren't looking good and the Bills I won't say not looking too sharp either might be it might be Mahomes back in the Super um, but yeah, moving on now to the final game we're going to discuss Monday Night Football, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Dallas Cowboys in Tampa. Man, listen, um, Trey, we were very wrong about this game. Yeah. Wrong. And first things first, if you guys listen to last week's podcast, you know what I thought about Dak Prescott. I have to say, I'm going to formally apologize. Because Dak played the best game I've ever seen. I Listen, I've never seen much Dak his entire career. I have never seen him play like that ever in my entire life. This Dallas Cowboys team right here, they play so well when people are just cooking them. Every single, like, after, after Dak went down week one and they were heading into Cincinnati, everybody was like, Cowboys are done for. Cowboys are done for. And they went on a four-game win streak. So, I, I don't know, man. I don't know what to make of this Dallas Cowboys team. Um, Mike McCarthy, I think he's, I think he's teetering to a coach as a, I'm not going to lie. Cause he might lose some games. The games that he loses look bad, but in the grand scheme of things, they really don't matter. Cause the game they lost to the commanders, we all know that didn't matter at all. Uh, cause the Cowboys, if, if Mike McCarthy had motivated this team, they would have smacked them for what though? Um, another game they lost this season was against the Eagles. Green Bay. Yeah. And Green Bay. 
in the grand scheme of things, those games really did not matter. Even though the division, the chase for the division was on, the Dallas Cowboys just, I mean, I don't look know. Look at this revisionist history, bro. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like, looking back on these games that the Cowboys are losing, does like, do they really matter? Mike McCarthy wins the games he needs to win. Um, the Cowboys are 12 and five back to back seasons. They want a playoff game under Mike McCarthy. And listen, I'm not gonna, he's miles a, a better than Jason Garrett. We can, we can both agree that we can both agree mm -hmm. on that, that Mike McCarthy is way better of a coach than Jason Garrett. Um, but I don't know, but that's something about this team. I can't say it. I can't say it. Um, you say, say it, it. say it. Uh, no, I can't, I can't, I can't because they're playing San Francisco this week. But Dak looked amazing. I don't know if he'll replicate that performance against. San Francisco in San Francisco in Santa Clara. I just I don't see it happening. I don't see it being remotely close. Um, but yeah, Dak played amazing. Tony Pollard, like I said, sure. What did I say all season, bro? What did I say all season? Tony Pollard is the lead back. I was watching. I was watching Zeke get carries, bro. Oh my god, did we? I was applauding this man for getting three <laughs> yards. It was so bad, bro. Oh my god, he looks like a fullback out there, man. Yeah, he literally looks like a fullback. Tony Pollard is the number is the number one back on this team. Um, Dalton Schultz got involved, D. Lamb got involved, and the Dallas Cowboys played the perfect game. The best game they've this is the best they've looked since before Thanksgiving, I would say. Since that Vikings game. That's how good the Cowboys looked. Um, but I don't want to get too ahead of myself because they did play the Tampa Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who are no San Francisco 49ers. Um, yep. and then after the after the Bucks, Tom Brady. I love you, Tom Brady. You are the coat in my eyes at the moment. But bro, this stuff is making you look bad, man. Like just retire, old man. I don't know what you're I don't know what you're trying to hold on to. I don't know what kind of pride you're playing for. But either like retire, you can like you can go in the booth if you still miss football. You can go into coaching. I mean, I don't, nobody really cares, bro. Like, dude, just don't play anymore. You're just he's not that good. And he had that fluke game against Mike Evans and the Panthers, and everybody was like, oh, Brady's back. He's going to get ready for the Super Bowl. Bro, he looked terrible. He was missing wide-open throws. Every mm -hmm. He did not want to get hit. Yeah, anytime any Cowboy players were getting within, like, 5, 10 feet with him, he would throw the ball away or throw it to the dirt. And I got to say, Micah Parsons, once again, he looked – that was the best game he's looked since before Thanksgiving as well. Mm -hmm. He balled out as well. Um, but, yeah. Um the connection with Mike Evans that they had last season or the past two seasons is just gone. Like, I, I don't know what happened. He yeah, had, it, after the onside kick, literally, like, streaking down the field, walk, like, beat his man and everything, just overthrew him. Um, and then, top it off, pairs up to Russell Gage, but Brady kind of caused that to happen. Threw a pass to Russell Gage that wasn't really in reach. Russell Gage gets hit. It's just, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how much longer I can keep supporting this man, Tom Brady, but I think... I think you got to hang it up, bro. Yeah, I think he does too. I just outside of the Raiders, I don't see any team that's gonna, you know, back up the Brinks truck and really make a concerted effort to get him because he is limited. Like he can't move. He looked super old um, on Friday or on Monday. Sorry, he looked really, really old. He did not want to get hit. I don't think he's gonna want to get hit if he goes to another team. Um, so yeah, I think it's time to hang it up. Um, he has nothing left to prove. I think he is the undisputed GOAT. Seven Super Bowls, five Super Bowl MVPs. I for anyone to be able to catch that, even though I don't think Mahomes can. It's going to be super hard, bro. Mahomes is going to um, catch him, bro. He'll get his second ring this year, bro. Okay, we'll see about that. Um, but, yeah, uh, you know, I did, this game surprised me. But did yeah, – it didn't surprise yo, yo, me. Listen, bro, listen this way.
I'll put it this way. This week, the Cowboys lose. Straight came and cooked me, bro. Like, I knew this was going to happen. But the fact that they won a playoff game, I'm proud of the Cowboys, man. Oh, my God. I, I swear, like, a few weeks ago, you were like, oh, oh, it's not about it's not about winning a playoff game anymore. It's Super Bowl or bust now. <laughs> I first saw San Francisco next, bro. I'm proud of this Cowboys team. Oh, my God. Look at these Cowboys fans. Proud of beating an 8-9 and nine team in the playoffs, bro. Wait, this wait, is what literally. it's come to. Yeah, the four NFC East teams are in the playoffs, bro. What team is not in the NFC in, in the playoffs still, bro? Uh, we don't we don't talk about that. But yeah, I, I, Dak, man, Dak. After all the all the all the you know criticism we've given him over the past season, um, and he has not played well. He played the best game of his life, honestly. Besides, I think maybe that Packers thoughts, game. Bro. That's when you're seeing him dice up. What, like, were you just was your jaw just dropping? Like, what are you doing? You're like, no way, this is real. You're like, I mean, you... he had a he had really good protection, bro. After the first two drives, he, he had really really good protection. Like, who? Like, he he the guys were getting open because they were blitzing, and the blitz was not getting there. So he had a clean pocket and guys one on one. Um, I think, like, some of the throws he made obviously were really, really good. Like, there were a few to Schultz that were nice. There was one to CD on, like, third, second and 20. That was really nice down the middle. But he had a clean pocket the whole game. I don't think he's going to get that against the 49ers. Um, he played really, really well. He used his legs a lot more than I thought they would. Like, the um, you know, the little rollout to get that touchdown. And um, he had a few scrambles that I hadn't seen him, like, putting his body on the the regular season he, he he really wanted to win that one he was hyped um brett the fret returned um that was weird because oh, he's been uh, awesome this hey. year i don't know what do you trust him do you trust him grass. this week they was talking about the grass so you talking about the defense would play worse than the grass it was brett the fret that's what it, that's who it affected man. y'all about to play on grass this week man you better be worried brett the fret if it comes down I, to a kick all right if it comes down to a final kick I'd rather the Cowboys just get blown out if, rather than Brett the Fret misses a field goal. I'll be so sick. Yeah, that would be sickening. But, yeah, um, you know, this Cowboys team was ready, um, and I got to give them credit. Um, I had them ready. Um, the defense was flying around. It felt like they were in the backfield almost every play. Obviously, the Bucks, no run game whatsoever. But, um, you know, whenever they tried, the Cowboys were on that, and then – you know, Dalton Schultz made some really nice plays. Um, Pollard, I think that third drive was huge for them. He had a lot of nice runs that, uh, you know, I think he had like one, like it was a four-yard game, but it looked like he was stopped in the backfield, got four yards, and then he had a nice little run at um, on the outside to get them into the red zone. So I think that really changed the game for them. And then obviously that pick by Brady, just ridiculous, bro. He did not want to get hit. Just lobs it up to the back of the end zone. Easiest pick ever. I don't know if he's to throw it away or if he was just He was. I think he was. And he didn't see, like, curse behind Gage and all of them in the end zone. And I thought he, he – I think he thought he could just get away with, like, floating it up. And he saw someone, like, you know, bearing down on him. So he kind of just stepped back and floated it up and just got picked, you know. Um, and that, that – like, the Cowboys scored off that too, so – that like that pretty much ended the game. I didn't think the Bucks were gonna come back this time, and yeah, it, I gotta give credit to the Cowboys. It was kind of sickening to watch, and you and your stupid reserve, reverse psychology was just pissing me off. Dude, bro. I, oh my 
God, bro, I was I was saying I was tweeting like Skip Bayless out there, man. Whatever I was saying, text. I'll be like, there is no way Dak can. He's supposed to be ass, right? Yeah. <laughs> it was working though, bro. Straight was getting so bad. I've never seen Straight so bad before, bro. Oh man. Oh man. Yeah. But yeah, it's gonna be a fun divisional weekend. Uh, we got four great games. I think every single game is gonna be close. Maybe you get a blowout in Dallas and San Francisco. Maybe you get a blowout in. Jacksonville KC, but we'll see. Um, but with all that being said, that's gonna wrap up our show this week. Yes, or, oh wait, up. quick quick hitters, quick hitters, quick predictions. Like quick all right, quick hitters. Let's go down the line. First games first. Um Jacksonville, KC. Trey, what are your thoughts? Um I wanna pick them so bad. I wanna pick the Jags so bad. I believe in Trevor that much, but you know, Mahomes doesn't lose this early in the playoffs. He's not gonna lose at home. They're gonna the Chiefs are gonna be ready coming off the bye. I got them winning. In a close one, 27-24. Um, for me, I'm going to go Chiefs 34-21. I just don't think the Jags are ready to compete with Patrick Mahomes yet. Maybe next year. Yeah, yeah. Game rematch of uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, the Bills and the Bengals in, I think it's the Buffalo. Um, Shrey, what do you yeah. thoughts on that? I just think too many injuries on the O-line. Um, I think Josh Allen will clean it up. Um, and this is going to be a hard one for the Bengals to win on the road. Um, I, I just – it feels like a, a storybook season for the Bills with all that's gone on over the past few years, I think – or past few weeks, sorry. And, um, yeah, I think they'll pull this one out. I think it'll be close um, as well. It's going to be a classic 34-31. Yeah, I'm going to go agree with you here. Um, I just think the Bengals have lost too much on the O-line. Josh Allen is not going to play as reckless against Miami. Um, yeah, so I think the Bills are going to come and win this game. Last second kick, 26-23. Um, and, yeah, like Trey said, storybook ending type of uh, season. And moving on now to the NFC, we got the divisional matchup between two NFC, NFC East teams, Giants and Eagles in a classic showdown. What are your thoughts on this, Trey? Man, there's so much in me that wants to pick the Giants, but um, Lane Johnson's going to be back. They confirmed that today. Um, Hurts, they're going to be coming off the bye. They're going to be fresh. And we saw what happened when these two teams were healthy and they played each other. Um, it wasn't really close. I think now that it's the third time, it's going to be hard to beat a team three times. But I think the Eagles just have a little too much talent, and they'll pull through um, 24-20. For me, I'm going to go similar score. Um, I'm going to go 31-24. Um, I think the Giants will keep it close. But in the end, I think this Eagles run this Eagles run game is too much. A.J. Brown is too much. Uh, Lane Johnson's back. Jalen Hurts should be full recovered or at least 90% recovered. Um, I got the Eagles winning this one. 31-24. Moving on now to the final game, 6.30 p.m. Eastern time. We got the San Francisco 49ers and Dallas Cowboys in San Francisco. Straight, what are your thoughts on this one? The Cowboys, got to give them some credit. They do match up very well with the Niners. Um, I think the first half will be kind of low scoring, and um, I think the, the Dallas could get off to an early lead. But the second half, I think Kyle Shanahan and this 49ers team is going to be ready. Um, the very Cowboys were up last year too, right? Or was am I wrong? What in the in the playoffs in the playoff game or am I, uh, no 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 Debo scored at the beginning but yeah I think it'll be close first half and the Niners will kind of pull away in the second half 
um, and win 30, 30, 34 to 28. All right, for me, I can go, I can see this game going two ways. I can see the Niners absolutely just running through the Cowboys, blowing, blowing them out the water, and the Cowboys have no shot at all. Or I can see the Cowboys winning a very, very close one. Um, do I want to do it here? You should if you're a real fan. I have been every time I pick the Cowboys, bro, they lose. But you know what? Something's in the air this year. I'm picking the Dallas Cowboys. Bro. Oh my god. I'm picking the Dallas Cowboys to win in a super nitty-gritty close game. I'm gonna be at the airport. I probably won't even be able to see like half the game. Um if Dak can play the way he played against Tampa Bay, I see the Dallas Cowboys pulling it off. Um, I see him winning 28-26 on a game-winning drive by Dak Prescott. I don't know. Something's in the air. Maybe I'm. Maybe it's just this Mexico air and it's all the smog right here. Because I'm not. I'm not thinking straight. But um, yeah, could I'll, be. Probably. I probably will come back and regret this pick because uh, I can see the Cowboys getting absolutely ran through in this game. Um, who knows? But. Yeah, I might be one of the very few people who are dumb enough to pick the Cowboys, but there's something in the air, and this mm-hmm. might be, this might be we'll the see. year, bro. This might be the year. I don't know. Oh I don't, my god! Prisoner of the moment, bro. I'm to sound like a true Cowboys fan again, but no, I can't. I can't say that right now. Um, yeah, Cowboys 28, San Francisco 49 is 26 for the Cowboys' first NFC Championship appearance since the Super Bowl run in the 90s against the Philadelphia Eagles. That would be crazy, mm-hmm. but that's all I say um, for my predictions. And with all that being said, that's going to wrap up our show for this week. So thank you all for tuning in. And we will see you all in the championship. Yeah, championship week. Oh, my God. It's going to be crazy. So excited. All right. Peace.